You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Mattern. You want to just start it up? Let's start. Let's go. All right, my people. Let's get loose. It is Lust for Life. It's very... Thank you. Thank you for the one clap. Um, <laughs> homeless guys. I mean. <laughs> we we got to get them off the streets. We bring them soup and sandwiches, but they have to come in and watch. The problem when I start this show is in my head I play the theme music, and yeah. then I try to come in after. But it, it's really kind of ridiculous that I even do that. I noticed there was a slight pause. <laughs> There's a pause, and once again, I keep talking about this is not radio, but in my head it still kind of is radio, because that's a real radio thing to do is just... Hey, we're back in the blah, blah, blah. It's ridiculous. Well, while you no were listening to music in your head, I was waiting for music to come on in general, and and there was just silence in my head. So maybe what you should do when you start the show is just let everybody know. We're all going to pause. Whatever song you want, let it play in your head. Envision your own song. Right, really. for about four or five seconds. What would your song have been? <sighs> I, I would. I've been in Metallica mode all weekend, so I would have to pick Ooh. a Metallica song. I think we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I think yeah. we might have to. Yeah. All right. So with us, this is going to be the greatest show of all time on America's favorite podcast. Downhill from here? Is that what it is? <laughs> no. This is the. This is the best. Uh, America's favorite podcast, voted on by Canadians. That's true. Um, <laughs> my main man, the great, the one and only, Benji Sussman. <laughs> here, here. You know, my my family said something about you not ever saying my name right, but I like it. Oh, are they upset about it? They're just like, what's with that? Is it not Benji? <laughs> it's Benji Suswine. But I, but the one time I got your name right, your last name right, remember we had to redo the intro 16 it's times. Cursed. We it's didn't. It didn't work out for couldn't. us. It just doesn't work. I got to say it wrong. Suswine means sweet wine. It's a good in, fucking in name. In what? In Polish, I'm going to say. Mm. German, Polish, Yiddish. Only a Polish guy wouldn't be sure of a Polish right. translation. <laughs> I don't know. Polish? <laughs> also with us, my dear friend from... Howard Stern News, the great Shuli Agar. Come Thank on, you, sir. my main man. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Also, uh, if I may, because I don't have many credits, but I like to get them all out there. Jay Thomas on. Show. Jay Thomas Show. The so. Dr. Harry Fish Show. And, uh, and of course, uh, the Howard 100 News and the Stern Show. Honor and the pleasure to be here with my good friend Mad Dog and Benji. This Thanks. is beautiful, man. We've been yeah. friends for years. We've been wanting to get you on the show. When I gave the short list of who's going to be co-host, you right. were on the first names out. Now we finally got That's time. why it took so Top long five. to get this thing <laughs> off the ground, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why it's episode 300. Yeah, we bring you in, but it's a special one. Um, we have a guest we're going to bring up in a little bit. This is a very fascinating guest. We've been um, trying to get him for a long time. He's very busy. And once we tell you what he does, you'll know why. He's a professional wingman. That's right. I didn't know it existed. This is fucking awesome. And he's sitting at the table with us. We're not going to bring him in yet. We're going to tease it a little. We're going to banter. Here's what I like about professional wingman is you have so many people out there that are supposedly dating etiquette experts. Yes. They're going to tell you how to date. They're gonna, but there's more to the process. It's not just about one guy going into a bar, meeting one girl, and talking to her. The wingman, it's like we're from Vegas. We used to play yes. blackjack, right? I used to deal blackjack. It's like playing blackjack at a casino. A lot of people don't realize... You can show your cards to the other players. You can go, hey, this is what I have. Right. What do you have? All right, you stay. I'll hit. And then you all team up and go against the house. And that, my friend, is how you get pussy. <laughs> and the wingman was shaking his head in agreement the whole time. He knows. Just so you know fu- this. He knows. It's probably a great thing to tell uh, a woman you do 
to get laid. Just yeah, I'm a wingman. Professional. Professionally wingman. I just turned Boom. amateur exactly. last year. <laughs> I mean, I, division I, two. I'm a division two D2 wingman. wingman. <laughs> I was division three. I got called. I transferred. I'm moving on up. Left wingman. <laughs> this is something I want to say though. Yeah. Just looking at this dude, you could tell he's in the business of getting people laid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to put a picture up or something. We got to put a picture up. He looks like a young Maxwell, if I could say that. Yeah. He has a real life vagina on his keychain, which was I've never real seen life. that before. I've Who, never well, Maxwell seen. or this guy? I get confused. <laughs> Both. Living. Both. Holy shit, everyone does these days. <laughs> so we're excited about that. We're going to talk because um, I'm fascinated with it. I, pro I didn't know what a wingman was till like... Three years ago. You thought it was a guy in Star Wars who's like, I can't shake him, Luke. And then, and then Stay on target. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Stay on target. Which is pretty much what the wingman has to do, kind of. I mean, when you think about Tell it. Tell him to stay on target. How many times? Okay, so have you guys ever helped uh, your boys hook up? I'm not a very good wingman. I'm not. Gonna, I'm here for tips. Is right. actually why I'm right. here today. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Dog, is. he's one of those fuckers that flies around the Atlantic by himself. You know, He doesn't need anything. He really doesn't. I love you to death. You've been my friend for years. You um, make me sound like a better fucking uh, like guy who gets girls than I actually am. Like, well, you, when you talk to people, you make it sound like I'm Hugh Hefner in 68. Here's what I and see. And I appreciate that. <laughs> I and see, I think it's far from the truth. I see a guy who's on the road with me. We tour. Mm -hmm. I see you showing up to the show, and you have a goal. You have a finish line, a tape that you want to cross, and that tape is a woman. Yeah, and, pretty much every time. Right. And, and I would say eight out of ten times— Wow. You cross that finish line with your arms up. Mad yeah. dog. And while I'm running you. behind you with a cup of water, going, just give me a fucking taste. <laughs> Something. I'm married. It's over for me. I got nothing. Um, it's, sometimes it's controversial on the road. We can't get into that. Yeah. I, I I've gotten say, in trouble want, a couple times. I want and, some stories here. Well, what, what have you seen? The story is he does it, he, he, he thinks with his cock when he should be thinking with his brain. And, and that's a story that all of us guys uh, have, have done one too many times. You got to do it. Really, what you got to do is get your ass kicked one time, and oh. then you don't make those mistakes mm. anymore. So, yeah, all you got to do. Get, I feel is, like there's a story here. Yeah. Let's just say I, I might or might not have gotten caught in a bathroom with someone I shouldn't have been with, and uh, we had to, to to take care of some things. Let's oh just leave it like that. Oh boy. And, and uh, that's that. We did everything we could, and uh, that's <laughs> it. There's nothing we could do about it. There's nothing we could do about it. What do you mean? He's gone. He's, He's gone. gone. That's it. Then he starts pounding the <laughs> shit out of it. It's the best. <laughs> I, it's crazy. Um, it is my motivation on the road. But in my head, I'm trying to get myself out of it. Like, I want to. But like it I'm, works for you. I don't see why you got it. But I see how happy you are. You have a wife. You have a wonderful kid. You're very happy. Uh, you can't wait to get off stage and go call them or right. get back home. And I, I'm envious of that because I have not really had a relationship like that. Well, because you're with skanks. Well, and, yeah, well, you know, mm -hmm. you're not going to, you know. To quote Dave Chappelle, you don't want a stripper making eggs for your kids and shit in the morning. I've had I've had a couple good. Okay, I've had one really good girl, but uh, <laughs> I mean I've had some lunatics too. But like it's weird. I get the good girl, and you know that she's taking care of you and that she's perfect for you. And for some reason, I Here's don't know. You problem. want more? I think I want no, adventure. It's not even that. The problem is, at least for me, and maybe you think about this too, is if she's doing it with you. Mm -hmm. Then how many other people has she done this with at 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 the comedy club? Let's say oh, you know, Jesus. and and that for me was something that while it was tangible, it was right there after a show. I could easily you know, th th I mean, I've never been in a position where people wanted to bang me because of where I work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, well, one other time I was at a buffet. And it was all fat chicks. <laughs> but, <laughs> 
But it was it. But the first thought is, all right, if she's willing to fuck, you know, who wouldn't she fuck from the show? Like, right. where's the line? You I know? love that you view yourself and like this is suspicious. If she's yeah. fucking me, I see where your standards are. I'm an are. idiot when it comes to women. <laughs> uh, the fact I've met my wife, I knew she was so far out of my league. I married her and dumped inside of her the second I could. That's how you lock it down. That's very romantic. That's I love. dumped inside of her, <laughs> and now love. I have a beautiful three-year-old. <laughs> my pride and joy. It's the best. Yeah. So you, you're kind of alluding to something that Woody Allen touched upon as a main theme in Annie Hall, and he, he uses the old Groucho Marx joke. I don't want to belong to any club that would have me as a member. And yeah. I feel like I, I'm a victim of that. I, right. I, it, it's like... Why do you love me? Aren't you fucking smart enough to realize right. that I'm I'm a scumbag, that I'm worthless? Right. And it's and, it, and it, the times have changed too. I mean, it's so fucking. You don't have to leave your house to hook up now. You know, so that's a whole nother. Yeah, I remember living in. It, if I can uh, equate this to a porn scenario. Oh, sure. why wouldn't you? You know, sure. I remember living in Vegas, and you know, DVDs were just coming out, kind of, but it was still VHS. There's still <laughs> porn shops everywhere in Vegas, and it's old school. You know, you kids listening on this podcast, you don't know how good you got it. You've never had to walk into a fucking porn shop and make eye contact with another dude who you're both in the tranny aisle by accident, right? <laughs> That's comfortable. And then, you know, you. you walk up to the counter and you interact with a human being and you're, you know, and as a Jew, I walk out with like four tapes because they're a bargain, you know, it's like four <laughs> for 20. And it's like, now it's so easy. You go on your, your laptop, your phone, you don't even need a computer. Go on your phone, you jerk off two seconds. And dating is the same thing. You don't have to go to a bar. You don't have to go and meet people and, and go on two, three dates. With that Tinder and everything. Yeah. Everyone loves Tinder. But yeah. if it's that easy, then it's easy all the way around. It shouldn't be that easy. It I want a little effort. It wasn't easy for me and my wife. I want yeah. effort, even with the porn. I missed the day. I'll tell you, years ago in Vegas, the big porn superstore on yeah. Spring Mountain. I'm in there, just lonely, not getting laid. Probably had a shitty gig earlier. I've left a few civilizations on the floor there you of that go. place. Yeah. Well, I, I never went to Booth till New York. That's yeah. another story for another time. Um, I got yelled at going into a booth with a buddy of mine once. It was like a special one where the girl's live behind the glass and she's like laying on a bed and does a show. Yeah. So we didn't know. We went and we got these fantasy tokens that you're supposed Is to buy. Is this showgirl video in Las yeah. Vegas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love if it. you're ever there, stay the fuck away from that place. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> you get so bed bugs in the booth. So That's how bad in, that place we is. We walk in and, and we put the fantasy token in and the window goes up and it's two of us sitting there and she goes, as soon as the window goes up, she goes, one dude in a room, fags. And we're just like, oh, all right. I'm like, how am I going to jerk off to this? <laughs> well, you were. Well, should make it easier. Why yeah. were two dudes in the booth together? You're not going to jerk off in front of them well, in the booth. But we didn't really know. It was our first time ever in this thing. And he's like, the guy goes, hey, you want a fantasy token? The girl talks to you. She interacts with you. We're like, all right, yeah. We each got one. And, and my buddy's like, yeah, come in. I'm like, all right. I came in. We didn't take our pants. The window literally came up. We got called fags and we ran out. That was it. <laughs> I was there once. <laughs> And this girl got tipped by the guy in the other booth. Yeah. And I'm looking. I mean, because what are you going to do? Now, she's like two inches from me in the other window <laughs> doing her business. Right. And I'm looking. And then she's yelling at me for not tipping. Right. It's like, why are you looking? That's his fucking money. I'm like, because I. We're in a round room surrounded right. by windows. Yeah, why no, am I looking? My window's clear. What am I going to yeah. do? Like start like reading right. a book I would in the middle of this till you come to me and I tip you? This is why I'm here. To yeah. see this. Yes. Yes. I, would, I would put my mouth by the dollar slot and go, <laughs> why did you pick this industry if you don't want me looking? Yeah, it doesn't cause no extra work for you if I, I'm glad. <laughs> right. I'm sorry I watched right. a stripper right. uh, disrobing. Uh, how foolish of me. It's insane. I want to go back to something real quick and then we're going to bring in our guest yeah. here. Um, when you bring it up like 
girls sleeping with you, like yeah. as a comic, and how many comics they've been with before. Yeah. I tend to have the bad habit of dating comics. Right. And going that, out that, with comics. Never done it, never would. And unfortunately, you're never the first. Yeah. Unless you get them right three weeks into them doing a mic. <laughs> and then they're doing bits about you on stage and shit. And it's like, dude, don't, you know, I'll do bits about my little dick. Yes. Not you. <laughs> There's girls that I want to date jokes. who are comedians. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. And my boys, you know, I live with Greg Stone and the DeVito, and they'll be like, that girl with a big mouth, she talks shit about every dude on yeah. stage. And Mike, there's no way I could do that. Here's the problem I get. These girls want to be honest with you. And eventually, at one point, they will give me the list of the comics they've been with. And you, I wish there was pictures of this happening to me. The yeah. facial expressions right. that come out of me. Right. Just crying. So I'd rather it. follow Chris Rock on stage than some comic uh, in a chick. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it fucks with you. Like, I don't know... And what what bugs me out more, them being like is big it, ugly dude or or just an unfunny, just like you fuck all these unfunny guys. <laughs> like that's me, your taste. Time out. But <laughs> if she was having sex with just normal people who weren't funny, you wouldn't care. <laughs> well, see, now this is this comes the age old question in okay. comedy. A guy hacks your bit. Do you want to see him kill with it or bomb with it? Right. What would drive you more crazy? Would you rather that now she's banging you and she's been with all unfunny guys? Right, she's moving up. <laughs> or or is she? does it make you feel better that she's like, all right, I, I dated Louis C.K., uh, Bill Burr, now I'm dating Mad Dog? Well, no, the one time— Yeah, I would want that way for sure. Right, right. You're like, well, obviously I'm a genius. Right. I used to mess around with a girl who uh, may or may not have worked the door, Caroline's, and she's like, I don't usually do this. I don't hook up with, with comedians. Okay, yeah. one other. I love when you say that with your cock in the mouth. <laughs> yes, it was great. <laughs> Three hours later, I'm guessing, I finally, like, I'm, I'm throwing every name out. I can't. I get home. I look on the seller website because she said the dude did, we worked at the seller. And then finally, I'm like, Eureka, I got it. Oh, man, can I let it? It was Joey Roses. And uh -huh. I felt honored that if the girl's only going to hook up with two comics, it's me and Joey Roses, Joey DeRosa. Yeah. I felt that was good. DeRosa's good. DeRosa's good. He but hates if, the cut. If you find out it's some horrible miker and shit, oh, my God. This one girl I was dating like a year ago, she told me one name, and I lost it. Yeah. Like, I started zipping up my pants. I'm like, this is fucking awful. Care top. Even if it was like, uh, like five years ago? <laughs> yeah. Five. This was like five minutes ago. I no, mean, this is you. insane. This is right That's before. She's like, yeah, you know, three years ago, blah blah blah. Yeah, you can understand. Look, I made some mistakes too. Right. I, uh, you know, they're gonna come out one day. Yeah. How old's your mistake? <laughs> Twenty-three. Now. Kidding, honey. I'm kidding. Never a mistake. <laughs> it was planned. Totally planned. And the worst sex we ever had, me and my wife. You she's know, like, the, let's go. Come on, let's do it. You know yeah. the exact moment that you yeah, because she was like omulating or whatever they call omulating. It. Yeah, and uh, and she's like, I'm omulating. Let's go. You used egg whites to create your fucking <laughs> right, child, right? And so it was like, and I'm like, all right, can we do this? She's like, let's go, let's go. I'm like, uh, I turned into a chick. I'm like, how about a little foreplay? I'd like <laughs> to be touched. If a girl's doing that, like, you can keep your heart on. Like, if a girl's like bossy to me. Like, come on, let's go. Bossy I can lose my, I can lose my wood real Bossy quick. Bossy could be hot. Bossy can be hot in the right context. In the right know? context. Right. Like, like when you both agree we're going to do a bossy thing. <laughs> right. Like, that's a good context. Uh, when when it's like, take out the fucking trash and then come bang me. You know, then it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Right. You know? But if it's like, you know, I want you to do this and do that. Yeah, they boss you around. That's nice. I like that. I'm fine. I'm a Jew. I take orders. Ain't no thing. <laughs> Oh, you want us to go in this train? Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're unbelievable. I love it. All right. You told so, me bring the heat. I'm bringing it. The heat is brought, goddammit. 
And I feel, I'm going to be honest, I feel out of it today. So I, I need you guys to every, every episode. He says it every time. Every, I think I'm very episode. mediocre. Every gig we do, he goes, I ain't got it tonight, brother. I ain't got it tonight. I I'm, go, dude, just fucking do your thing. I'm not sharp. I'm a little out of it. I'm amazed that the Jets won. That's all I need in life. Yeah, I'm going to get through it. It's all going to work out. We have a mini audience today. We have like new employees. They have yet to react to anything. I think they're said. shocked think out of their fucking minds. These Great guys. crowd. They can't react to it. They don't know how to react to this. Maybe they're all in awe. Of our guest, Thomas Edwards, the professional wingman. You are the smoothest son of a bitch I've ever seen. You, didn't you haven't even talked yet. <laughs> and you're making us look bad. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, this is unfucking believable <laughs> He's going to drop the mic like Eddie Murphy and come to America and walk out. Just go, sexual chocolate, and, and that's just it. leave. And that's it. And the segment's done. If you told me you remember the fucking OJs, I believe it. <laughs> and then you love came back. Train. From, that's love it. Love train. Mama was a rolling stone. <laughs> we'll be back with him. We're going to talk about the ins and outs of being a professional wingman. I can't wait. Did so this far, job. I can see from his face I've made the most sense out of all of this. <laughs> I got some nods out of the fucking... Look at us. We Let's just go. want the professional yeah, exactly. wingman to like us. Yeah. We're just so enamored that someone's doing this for a living. We'll be back in a minute. Lust for life, baby. I'm throwing my hat in the air. Who gives a shit? Woo! Rick fucking Flair's alive. Professional wingman. Welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me, man. What's going on? Man, we've been trying to get you for so long. When, when Benji came to me a few weeks ago and said that we have a professional hitch, a professional wingman. First of all, I thought he was just joking. And then- Typical reaction. Like, this is some real <laughs> shit. And we've had some correspondence on email and you, you've said it. Oh, I got a client over here, got a client over here. I'll make it maybe Monday. It blows me away that this is a job. How what, long? Could, what, what could I say? <laughs> I mean, should, I, should I drop the mic now or? <laughs> drop, this would be the greatest podcast ever. He made a statement. He dropped the mic, he got the fuck out, and got seven guys laid. Just goes, that's what I do, and walks out. All right, let's start with this. How long have you been doing this profession? Almost five years. Almost five years. Yes. How yeah. does one become a wingman professionally? How do you fall into this? How do you know that you can do this? Honestly, I just made the decision that I was going to do it. That was really it. Like, you're just sitting around, what, at a bar, and you notice that you've helped people score many times, and then you're like, I should get paid for this. You were like the Joker in uh, The Dark Knight. You're like, yeah. why do something <laughs> if you, well yeah. if you don't get paid for it? Sure. Well, that was, that was the first part, right? The second part was actually I was at a bar, okay. and a buddy of mine saw this attractive girl, wanted me to talk to her on his behalf. All right. And he said he'd pay for my drinks the entire weekend. So I was like, why the fuck not? So yeah. went over there, chatted with her, introduced them. They went on a lunch date the next day, and I was like, shit, I should get money for this. Wow. <laughs> Literally, I was just like, 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 like that. So that was your eureka moment. Absolutely. I figured everyone plays wingman for free. Why not get paid? See, I'm, such a, pro. I'm such a skeptic, Jew. As soon as the guy says, I'll pay for your drinks all weekend, hook me up with this chick, I call Mad Dog. I go, I think this guy wants to fuck me. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. This doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> but you did it, and, uh, mm -hmm. and it paid off. And how long ago yeah. was that? That was five years yeah, ago? Yeah, it was March, right? March of 2009, so we're approaching five years now. So that happens, and then how do you then... Well, hold on. Did your friend close the deal with that chick? Oh, that? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We were doing shots the next night. Well, all right. <laughs> so that happens, and you're like, I should get paid for this. How do you now take the next level into you where you're pro? getting paid? So that you was just the make hard a card part. and start handing it to people at the bar? <laughs> right. That was the hard part, honestly. So I remember the first... So when I just finally decided to do it, I got the domain, theprofessionalwingman.com, right? Okay. I felt that was like my biggest empowerment moment. Absolutely. I felt like the shit. I was like ready to do this. I'm leaving my parents at the time when I, when I started the company. So, mm -hmm. you know, I come out of my room and I'm going to the kitchen. I'm talking to my dad. I'm like, Dad, I'm going to be a professional wingman. And I remember this was like 2.30 in the afternoon. I remember him looking at me 
and he just like went into the cupboard grabbed like a bottle of scotch and he was like go back to your room <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> yeah and you mom get had thrown the same your reaction room and pop starts <laughs> afternoon power <laughs> drinking <laughs> Like it's the same thing with my dad uh, when I told him I'm doing stand up for a living. I said I'm just doing stand up after I lost my last job, and he goes, uh, "You know the papers for the jobs are coming out Sunday. I will get you one." Like, he didn't hear a fucking thing I just said. Yeah, no what idea. accent is that? Israeli, Israeli, Romanian <laughs> accent. He's like the count. It's the <laughs> accent. It's the accent of disappointment. It really That's is. what that was. It, it really is. is. I'll get you the paper. I can't imagine what he would say. Like, Dad, I'm going to be a professional wingman. Go, I've never heard of something right. like this before. Uh, let me get you the paper for the jobs. You mean you'll be, be moving the ball against Franz Beckenbauer? <laughs> <laughs> the inside thing, everything about Shirley's dad comes back to a story of Franz Beckenbauer. We'll explain it later. It's unbelievable. So you tell him that. First of all, where'd you grow up? Is it, where's home? I grew, New York? I, grew, I grew up in Boston. Boston. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you tell your pops, and he's a working class dude? He is. What was his Once job? was. He was actually, is ironic, he was a uh, mental health assistant. Oh. So and did so, he try to check you in when you I told mean, him? I mean, probably. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, that's <laughs> it. I had to stay awake for the first few nights, you know, make sure he wasn't like, I didn't wake up in like the hospital somewhere, you know, <laughs> in a padded room. Yeah. <laughs> so he just sends you to your room. And then does he think it's a joke then? Or does he think it's Everyone like Everyone thought it was a joke. Everyone. Best friends, people I didn't know, family members. They all Their first reaction was either, what was it? What is it? Or they would just laugh in my face. Yes. That was really the, the first two reactions. When you, when you said that, have you ever at that point met a professional we met before? No. So no. you didn't even know anyone who actually does it, and you're like, I'm doing it. Yeah. You just decided. Had you seen these these professional dating uh, experts? I've seen experts. I didn't know how big the industry was when right. it came to those experts. But I did see a couple who were doing like these boot camps and these right. like, group classes. But I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to help individuals really get what they're looking for. I, I think that's the brilliant uh, uh, part of this whole thing is that it's so easy to go into that into that mainstream at the time. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's, it's happening, it's flourishing, people are making money off of it. Totally. Instead, you make your own path and you, you draw attention to something that is crucial for guys out there, yeah. which is having the proper wingman. Most people will say that I did this completely ass backwards. Like most people would, <laughs> right. you know, create products, do the boot camps, and then do one-on-one, but I wasn't interested in any of that stuff. Right. I really just wanted to You were looking help to help. Yeah, absolutely. So it was definitely genuine and authentic in terms of what you know I wanted for them. I mean, I went through the whole process myself of being a fuck-up and getting cheated on and sure. all that stuff. And I figured, I don't want people to go through what I did. Fuck that. If I could save them at least half the time I spent figuring it out, that's so, worth something. Man of the people right here. Right. <laughs> yes, you're the regular Octavius. Bo- <laughs> like the Gandhi of Putang over here. Ooh, that should be on your card. The Gandhi, the Gandhi. of Putang. <laughs> how old? How old were you at the time? I was 23 when I started, so it makes sense Just people right laugh after, at me. Yeah. And right after, so you you, you went to college? Went to college. I uh, actually went to college to make video games, so it was the most anti-social yeah. activity, you know? Um, that turns me on more than the right. chicks right now, I'll be honest with you. I'm a total gamer at heart. Nice. You know? Nice. Yeah, I'm actually, actually after this, I'm gonna go get GTA Five. Yeah, I heard it was amazing. Yeah, ready to get that, get into that. But uh, but yeah, I graduated from college and then just couldn't get into the market, the industry for video games. So I had a summer job as a valet, mm-hmm. and uh, end up just picking up that job in the meantime until this came along. What was the turning point when people were like, when your parents, when people thought this was a joke, were like, holy shit? So uh, so I started in March of 2009, and what I did is my first three clients, I worked with them for free. Right. So I was like, you know what? I want to prove Smart move. to like you a, that like, I can actually help you. It's like a crack dealer. You give them the first thing right. for free. Yeah, and right. Then, and then they steal a car for you. 
Talk about smart. a way to open up a market, you know? Yeah. <laughs> smart. So uh, essentially it was like free pussy. Like here, <laughs> That's <laughs> like, right. I will help That's you get right. this, right? Pro bono. <laughs> so after that, um, started gets to start, they started to see some results. I said, all right, you know what? I'm actually making this into a business. If you were to pay me, would you? And how much? And so first guy. So you asked them. Oh, totally. He turned yeah, his clients enterprise. into a focus group. Right. That's yeah. how pimp this fucking guy is. <laughs> <laughs> so two out of the three ended up paying me. And then just out of, out of the blue, I was at a bar celebrating the fact that I got my first two clients. Yeah. Told this guy what I was doing and he wanted in. So that night, I ended up getting a third client who was willing to pay. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. But the true turning point was actually my first press hit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Wall Street Journal, wow. which is so ironic in, in so many ways. Right. right? And I remember getting a call from a reporter, and she said she was working on this, this story. Didn't know really what it was about, but she asked a few of my questions. She saw my site, liked it, gave some answers. She's like, yeah, I'm not sure you know, if it's going to go up or not. We're just kind of messing around. Never thought about it again. Okay. End up, I'm still, I'm still at my parents' house, by the way, when this happened. I wake up, my phone's ringing. I got like 20 text messages, a thousand emails. My up. mom is banging on the door, and she's on the phone with her sister saying that she's reading about you in the Wall Street Journal right now. I'm like, holy shit. So I go, I go check it out. It's in print. It's on, it's on the uh, Wall Street Journal site, and it's the second most read article under Obamacare. Wow. Like, like I was like, are you kidding me right now? Wow. <laughs> and literally, you know, I went from working with three clients in Boston to then now working with clients all over the country and then in some parts of the world. Oh, so shit. You, you're flying now. Like, so say I'm in Phoenix and I find out about you. Yep. I so I can hire you and then they obviously have to fly you out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just think about this. Everyone <laughs> talks about guys, how if you brought it up with me. Think with your penis and that this is. Do guys really think about sex this much? Apparently, yes, that they're willing to fly people out to wing for them to help them get laid. That just shows how priority it is to us, right or wrong. Well, the big thing for my clients is, you know, it's not just about getting laid. I mean, for them, it's like they want a relationship. You know, they've tried everything. They've tried online dating. They've tried going to the bar. They've tried going to church. They still have those options. All the hot spots. You know, yeah, all the the hot spots. That's where I'm going after this. It's a Monday (laughs) afternoon. I'm going to church. You know, and they're just not able to make it happen. So they want someone like me to come in and build their confidence and give them the opportunities and the strategy to not just get laid, but to create a life for themselves. Get a family. Now, would you let's say there's a guy who is specifically just looking to get laid. Uh, it, it, do you draw a line anywhere? Absolutely. Like, so you're Absolutely. not looking just to no, help no, no, a dude. No, no, no. All right. I yeah. respect that. Yeah. So this is this is that doesn't really, mean they don't get laid in the process. No, I mean, absolutely. That's, you know, that's a right. byproduct of, of the success. But really, they're looking for a relationship that's going to last for the rest of their times. Smart. How downtrodden are these guys for the most part? And it, it, it almost yeah. sounds like pure desperation to me at this point. You'd be surprised. So a lot of people will think that these guys I work with are completely awkward, totally yes. n- like nerdy like and physically a mess. Any of these guys? Sometimes. It's true. Right. It happens, right? right? But for the majority of my clients, they're successful professionally. They are least average looking. Right. Most of them are actually good looking. Right. So they take care of themselves. They dress reasonably well. Like sometimes I help them with their, you know, their sure. style and their fashion, which is necessary. And they have friends. You know, it's not like they don't have a social life. Like they go out and they have a good time. But right. when it comes to seeing that person that they want to talk to, they can they become a completely different person. So my job is to help them not be that person, be the person they've always been. 
Has there ever been somebody you couldn't help? Well, I do refuse most of my clients, to, you know, most of the people who reach out to us because right. either they're not willing to go through what they need to go through right. or... Like if you get an email and the subject is, I need pussy, it's probably getting rejected. Yeah, that's going to go in the right. well, then spam I folder. Will make a mental note <laughs> not to send that. <laughs> I actually do have like a little filter, so if I, you know anything that has that just goes straight into the spam. What folder. about married guys? Married guys ever hit you up? Nope. No. Mm-hmm. no. Would you have a problem with that? Um, yes, I would. Unless, so there's some technicalities there, right? Because marriage is like a legal institution, right? right. So if a client, so if a client is in the middle of a divorce, and I know they're physically separated from their partner and emotionally past it, right? Then I will work work with them if it's okay to. Gotcha. There's a lot of a lot of steps that have to take place. Yeah. Now you say that most of these guys, uh, average to good looking and take care of themselves, have social lives. What do most of them? What are they lacking that is keeping them from going over? You said a lot of them can't be their true selves in yeah. front of women. Where do you think that comes from with these cats? Rejection, past experiences. You know, we all we've all been dumped and fucked up and cheated on and whatever. You know, it's it's but the fact that you're at that time when you're younger, you're innocent, you're vulnerable. You are trying to look for these experiences. Now you're older, wiser, potentially more jaded. You don't want to go through that process again. You want to do it once more and get it right. But because is that rejection, that's a possibility. Guys are scared shitless about that. It's almost like that first hurdle. They can't get over that first hurdle, which is making the introduction. You Absolutely. Know? And and it seems like that's where that's what you're all that's what you're all about. Yeah. Is is breaking that ice, getting these two face to face. And once they get over, I guess, that fear of being rejected or a chick saying, you know, fuck off, loser, you know, I'm drinking, leave me alone. Yeah. Then I guess they, you know, drop the shields and, and communicate, right? Absolutely. But like I said, guys are so scared about that that they're not even willing to even make that first step towards even talking to her. If I if it wasn't for stand up, I'd never talk to a chick. I, oh. nev- I, I I have zero confidence in that whatsoever, and I know it's shocking looking at me thinking, <laughs> I mean, this guy's a vagina magnet, but I really am uh, terrified of of that rejection. But still, even uh, most guys have that. You would admit. Yeah, I would, I would think yet, so. But yet we see people coupling up. Why do you th- what is it about these guys specifically, to piggyback off Mad Dog's question, what about these guys that is, is holding them back that other guys who've been rejected are able to overcome? It's a confidence, maturity. Well, we think about sales, and I think stand-up is also uh, a, a part of this, right? Like with stand-up, you have a routine, right? So you're, you're going out there and you practice your routine, and there are pinpoints where you're gauging the, you know, the audience to you know, set them up for that punchline. I think for guys... They think logically, so they think there needs to be a formula, there needs to be a plan for how we're going to go about doing that. But the problem is, when it comes to social, you know, socializing and meeting women, there's no one-size-fits-all plan. Right. You can't do the same bit to the same, you know, every woman that you talk to. It just doesn't work. Nah. And I think because guys don't, once, so, so if they try to do the same bit, and then a woman, you know, says something else that fucks up the entire thing, it's almost like a cataclysmic error in your brain that happens for guys where are just like, uh, uh, I don't... It, you know, and it, and it completely messes them up. Right. Then they lose, and they think it's them. They think it's you know it's it's the guy's fault why right. it didn't work out. When in reality, they're not just going with the flow. Do guys you teach them to read? Uh, I almost said pray. That sounds horrible. But the the woman they're talking to, do you teach them to read the women and be able to uh, adjust, ad lib, improvise, oh, yeah. be able to go in the moment with them? Well, body language is what ninety five percent of all communication, and so if you're able to read that and understand if a woman's interested in you or not, 
that's going to allow you to go much further in the interaction. So if you know she's into you, then you can get a little closer. You can put your arm around her. You could be more flirty with her, be more overt in terms of your sexual interests or your desire to see them again. But until you, but if you don't see those things and you do that, then it gets weird. Then it gets uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, especially but, if you try to finger them. <laughs> I so need the girl to like give me like the green light. I have missed a lot of green lights, to be honest, or at least some yellows I could have ran over the years. <laughs> Speed up a little bit. I really kind of need the girl to be like, hey, uh, do you mind if I put my legs on you on this couch that we've been sitting next to each other two inches apart for the last three and a half hours, and I take my pants off? Oh, oh shit, does she like me? I don't know, I should text my uncle and see if this looks like a sign. I was so clueless. I, it took me about 10 minutes to realize a prostitute was propositioning me in Vegas one night. Oh, the blackjack story. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, poker. I played poker and I won a royal flush and it pays 1200 bucks, right? So mm -hmm. I'm sitting there waiting for to get paid out and the lights flashing on the machine. All of a sudden, this really attractive woman just sits down next to me. She's like, hey, you won, huh? And I'm like, yeah, pretty cool. I guess it's my first time. She goes, so what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. Really right. hot chicks asking me what I'm doing tonight. I just won money, and now right. I'm a hot chick. <laughs> so not, hang out. not making the connection at all. And I'm like, oh, I'm just hanging out. I'm probably going to get paid and then take off. She's like, well, where are you going? You want to hang out? You want to have some fun? Still an idiot. Right. Still clue. I go, uh, you know, I don't know. And, uh, and she goes, how about we go up to your room and, and we'll have some fun? And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I go, I don't have a room here. And I'm like, I got a girlfriend. And then she fucking she turns into an infomercial on me. She goes, listen, if you're going to cheat on your girl, wouldn't you rather just be business? No emotional attachment whatsoever. We just go. We do it. Done deal. And I'm like, I love the hard sell. But right. I'm, I'm good. She's I'm a pro. Good. And then she she's, is like, a bro. she's like, how about a blowjob in the car? And I go, <laughs> Nah, I got straight to downsell yeah, you. Exactly. Like upsell, she like downsold you. <laughs> the Jew in me, I'm like, all right, blowjob, that's cheaper. I'm like, uh, and then I just realized she's probably got a goon outside ready to club me and take my twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, right. And uh, and yeah, that was it. But we are clueless. I, I'm with you with the green light. We don't know. I mean, we're dumb animals at the end of the day. But think about women, right? Women don't want to give the green light either because it makes them feel like they're putting themselves out there, right? Right. So they have to try to find some way to. Yeah. Give off something without coming off like you know it, it, it works both ways and that's why it's always so fascinating to work with men so i work with men and women right you work so, with women now yeah wingmen for ladies absolutely wow you are a national hero my friend. <laughs> let's be talking. quite honest about you you are now a what treasure. do you tell you yeah, know women you? you go uh all right i'm just gonna tell this guy uh you know you have a vagina and that'll be the introduction <laughs> and, and you guys hit it off go ahead it has to be a very different approach when you're yeah. helping a woman. Absolutely, right? Because it's not like you know, women are on a hunt. You know, they're not like going out approaching guys. So what I do is help them with their body language and positioning in whatever venue that we're in. So standing or sitting in the right place, making eye contact, smiling, looking approachable, having open body language. I mean, it goes. It's very, very intricate, almost down to a science how you can really facilitate it's, and navigate a social scene. It's two scene. different Terminator scans is what it is. <laughs> For a guy, it just goes broop, right to the vagina, the tits, you know, the face. Yeah. That's it. A woman, it's the whole package. It's Absolutely. everything. It really is. Real quick, you can tell my boy here has uh, one child, and that child's a daughter, because you don't ever really say pussy anymore. You say vagina. I do. You have right? convinced yourself to eliminate <laughs> any of the filthy words of that shit. Well, because cause my wife yelled at me one day. I'm like, honey, do I put cream on her pussy? And she goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, sorry. I thought I was on stage. Uh, I didn't know. So I'm putting cream on a pussy. <laughs> 
Why do you, do you think uh, this is the best? <laughs> I love this it. Is, uh, do, you, do you ever tell women that they can approach a man? Yeah, totally. You know, I I think it's totally. I mean, I believe in traditional courtship. I believe that guys <laughs> should definitely pursue women. But having said that, if you see a person, if as a woman, if you see a guy that you want to talk to, there's nothing wrong going up and introducing yourself, as long as you take a step back and let him lead the rest of the way. Because let's face it, you just did the hardest part for the guy. Now it's up to him to take it home. Right. And if right. he doesn't do it, then he's not the confident guy that you're looking for. Move right along. Apparently, I'm not a confident yeah, guy. Me well, <laughs> I like the girls to do the heavy lifting like right. with the conversation. Like um, Anything close to a girlfriend or actual girlfriend I've had in the last few years, they're the ones who, who talk. Yeah. Like, what do you think of this? Oh, my goodness. Boy, that lamp's awesome. Hey, blah, blah. I love that. Keep me going because if it's left to me, I'll just say the same shit over and over. Really? Yeah. Man, Soundgarden was good in 95. <laughs> <laughs> you said Boy, that three Gino times. Smith, man, he's the best. This is, I hope he works out. But you're such a good improviser, and, and to run with, you we feel like once you get started. I can, but I you always just, feel you need like somebody I'm, to work with you is what it is. If I've got my boys with me and a girl, I'm fucking unstoppable. Yeah. I'm Jordan at yeah. that point. As, as long as I got BJ Armstrong and Horace Grant and Pippen to throw the ball to with the girl, I'm going to be Jordan. Yeah. If I'm by myself, I'm Chris fucking Dudley. I just right? hope I'm not Bill Cartwright in that scenario. <laughs> Shooting all goofy you're, and you're shit. You're open, mad dog. You're open. <laughs> that fucking voice on the Scoring weed for fucking Phil Jackson. <laughs> um, I wanted to say one other thing is that now that you represent, you're doing this for women as well, I think uh, one of the interesting things is for a woman to find the guy she's looking for, she could probably figure it out in about two minutes. Yeah. For a guy, you know, we're blinded by a lot of other things, so it would take Takes us much longer. much longer whether or not to realize whether or not it's the right one or not. Yeah, I mean, my percentage of uh, female clients who are in relationships is a lot higher uh, than guys. I mean, it's 75, 25 men to women in terms of who I work with. Right. But for a lot of reasons, like for, for a lot of things, like for women, it comes down to how they live their lives. Like, most of the women that women I talk to, they'll go out, you know, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And I'm like, what kind of guy are you looking for if you're going at that time during that <laughs> yeah. time on a Friday and Saturday night? Like, he's not at the standard hanging out. Like, he's right. not going to be there. Right. He might be in the coffee shop to just order the same thing that you're about to order. Or he might be in the bookstore in the travel section where you're thinking about going to France. Mm -hmm. Like, there, there are other scenarios that you need to be more aware of. And I think that's what, for women, once they become more aware they end up talking to a lot more guys. Again, it's like coming to America. Church is a good place to meet a girl. Library. <laughs> Library is a good place. Well, those are the three answers everyone says. Um, you do hear church a lot because, yeah. I mean, it's like-minded. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to church. God willing, they probably not burning churches. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They're not yeah. doing foolish things. Or maybe they're doing a lot of foolish things, and that's why they're going to church to make a deal. <laughs> Who knows? But you hear bookstores mm -hmm. a lot, and you hear... Coffee, coffee shop dates have really taken off in the last yeah. few years. Yeah. I find that weird because, you know, I don't really drink coffee anymore. But in my heyday, you know, I think I did two or three coffee dates. Oh, yeah. And you're you just, had a blah, 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 blah. You, you end up. And if <laughs> yeah. she's hopped up on coffee, too, you sound like Julie, uh, Julianne Moore and Heather Graham and Boogie Nights. <laughs> <when they're> doing, <laughs> I love you, Mom. Oh, can I call you Mom? Oh, this is great. Let's start yeah, doing let's this. Let's do this all over again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want to be around. So, so I take, I take your point, and I'll add this on top. So instead of actually you know, sitting down at the coffee shop, grab coffee, and then go for a walk. Ah. Burn some energy. Pimp. Man, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's when you talk, you have such a command. 
And you're so smooth. We've said this before. I don't want to harp on it, but I guess I'm I ready do. to date you. No, I appreciate yes. what I'm saying. I appreciate I that. hear <laughs> that Daft Punk and Pharrell song playing in the back of my head while you talk. <laughs> Time to get lucky. I just that, that smoothness is going on. You have an aura to you. All right. So, what is how many sessions does it take? Is it change with everyone? Yeah, like, it's different. I, all right. Know? Let's just do a high, some hypotheticals here. All I right. call you. Okay. I go, Thomas, my dude. I want to find someone. And I'm failing everything else in dating. He hangs up after he hears my dude. Number one. <laughs> right. That's number one. To be honest, Thomas, Thomas, I, hung, I probably hung up on myself when I said my yeah, dude. He's not wasting his time with a my dude. Who doesn't <laughs> like my dude? My dude's outstanding. <laughs> it's better than, hey, bro. That's the same guy. Hey, bro. Bro might, get, bro might get a click. Bro, bro might get a click. Yeah. Hey, dude, who do you know roll with that? I do like to text back to people, brah, like that, because it's like I feel like I'm being ironic, and I wrote yeah. right like eight yeah. A's and just nonsense. I'm a fan of Brosif myself. Brosif, I like yeah. Brohim. Brohim, came on, Brohim. Good. I love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Brohim also sounds like a dude who played on Syracuse in '98. By the way, this conversation is the reason why no one in this room is getting laid. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm throwing She's it down tonight. here, like I figured it out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing every dime in my wallet to him after this. Um. So I call you. I tell you I have problems. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting what I want. I'm not finding happiness. I, I can't really connect with women. Now, what do you take it from there? What would you say to me? Like, how many sessions? What, what would you just tell if I just gave you all that on the phone? Yeah. What would you say to me after? What, what's the next step from your your part? So my job is to get to know like your experience. You know, what kind of dating experience you've had in the past. What's your life like now? You know, your lifestyle. Okay. Going out, and then obviously you told me what you want, right? So from there, I would formulate a plan. Now. How we operate is we are on retainer, so we work with you every month. We're now because we're, we're, we were full service in terms of the agency. I have a team will you will be able to work with. So How it's many not just people me. on your uh, team? There's five of us. There's five of you in the state. Yeah. You have an office? Uh, no office because our our office is the bar. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Keeping it cheap. Oh, he's no. good. It's been my dream office for years. <laughs> That's almost <laughs> like the mafia. They yeah. just meet at the social you, club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. see you there. <laughs> <laughs> we have different offices apparently <laughs> Who would have thought There's yeah. so many of them <laughs> So Okay so You tell me that you And then you start You're on retainer for a month Does that mean I can call you at any time? Yeah you have calls um, So what happens is We'll work together three times a month Minimum Okay Right that means we'll go out Or there Maybe there's an event that you want me to go with you to Or they want me to curate the situation Whether it's going to a bar or an event Or whatever um, We do that three times a month And then in between we, we stay in touch. You know, we work on certain things. We'll have phone calls, make sure things are going on. You'll likely get dates within, you know, within that first month. And so we'll work on facilitating good date ideas, game plans, things like that. Um, and usually it's multiple months. You know, it's not, obviously, it's not going to be a quick fix for most guys. So typically, I say the life cycle will be anywhere between two to six months, depending on the development. So two to six months. Now, and you're like kind of evaluating the progression as it goes on, right? Because yeah. you're not you're not gonna help me he's and then I go on a date the next week. Yeah. He's a coach. He's he's giving you he's running film the next day and he's telling you here's what you oh, did. Oh yeah wrong. you'll get you'll get recaps the next day yeah. and like everything that we did and what you did well, what you need to work on and then let that be the focus of what, what you work on the next session. Oh this is a process man. Come on it's man. It's a process. I love this P I M P sitting in this room man. I love you saying coach and you you're saying evalu you get evaluations. I see you now in my head with like game film, yeah, and you're breaking it down like Vince Lombardi. <laughs> right. Look at this! There's enough holding going on over here. He's got a stopwatch, yeah. and you don't know for what. Right? You There's know? too it's much yapping, not enough hooking up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, buying three drinks? So, 
I come back after one date, like I do an. Now, do people go on dating sites too after this, or is, is this strictly you do well, go out with them and help them yeah. in a social, like the bar? But it's, do you also go to like the bookstore with people? Yeah, and try and get. And yeah, go, do you see that cute girl, the photography? Go over there, pick up the Banksy book, and see if she likes it. Yeah, we'll try. What we do is it's, it's about spontaneous, but also seren, You know, kind of, I like to call it fixed serendipity, right? Where you create opportunities that people are now aware of, right? These these opportunities are always are always going to be there. But it's the idea that you now are aware of that opportunity. So it's new to you. Right. And then I give them the world. opportunity. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't sound as pretentious as like, you know, you go up there and you pick up a book that you're not really reading. <laughs> right. But it's like, all right, like you're into travel, you're into cooking. You'll likely be in the cooking aisle looking for you know, the next recipe book. It's a great start. Happens great to be a cute girl step. who's sitting there, you know, reading a book on, you know, how to cook, cook steaks. Yeah. I like steak. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, start a conversation that way. Dumb deal. I've had a, I've had a client where yeah. kind of talk about the coffee shop thing. Please. Where, you know, he wasn't completely oblivious to what was going on. There was a cute girl in front of her, in front of him. He ordered, you know, she ordered her her drink. He ordered his, and then the uh, barista called the drink, and he thought it was his, but it was actually hers. And they went and they met up at the, you know, to get the drink. And he's like, oh, I didn't realize you got the same thing. That's really cool. He ended up, she ended up sticking around waiting for him to get his drink. They walked out together. He got her number. Look at that. Wow. Right? Like, it's just about being aware of these opportunities that exist in front of you. I'm not forcing anything. I would have gotten in an argument with her. No, it's right. my drink. <laughs> I was here before you, right. you stupid twat. You know, just yelling. It's, I'm an awful, awful And then drink. after it, hey, if you're not doing anything Thursday, you want to meet back up <laughs> right. here? I'll let you get the first one. By the way, I'm in Philly this week if you want to come out and see me. <laughs> Uh, how, I got to ask you a quick question. So out of all your clients, uh, uh, are there any that you hooked up that are now married to these people? Yeah, we have, four, we have four clients right now who are married. Get um, out of here. One has a baby on the way, which wow. all right. hopefully, hopefully he'll be a future <laughs> client. <Yeah. Right. laughs> no. Hopefully not. Like, hopefully yeah. not. Do you get 10% of the baby? Yeah. It's like an agency? <laughs> Ari Gold making babies over here. I get 10% of the fucking baby. <laughs> I own this. It's going to cost you money, I think. <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to teach that kid at, at, at preschool to go talk to the girl? Do you, she, she likes uh, pineapple uh, Capri Sun. You like pineapple Capri Sun. Why don't you strike a conversation about it? You know, it's funny. My, I, have a, I have a nephew um, who's like, you know, my sister loves showing articles of like me. And, you know, and, and I, obviously he sees like pictures of me. And now he like literally dresses like me. He's like, I look like Uncle Wingman now. Yeah. <laughs> he calls you Uncle, Uncle Wingman? Uncle Wingman. Legit. I'm like, this guy's going to be a stud. Right. <laughs> Wasn't that the DJ for Kid Rock back Uncle in the day? Uncle Wingman. Wingman? Um, uh, I was, was going to ask you, uh, uh, when it comes to uh, the guys, have they ever, has there ever been a guy, do they tell the chicks once they hook up? That they use this service. Do you tell the guys not to not to a let the chips point? Yeah. So a lot of the clients I work with are pretty high profile. So we do have like a confidentiality agreement where you know I don't out them, but they also don't out me, right? right? Because they out me, That's smart. we're all fucked, we're, right? Absolutely. So it's just, it's just as much you know their responsibility than as my responsibility to make sure we keep it simple. Good. But I do say, listen, if you feel like this is something good for you, you want to tell people, go ahead. I'm not gonna right. be the one to do it. You know. So some some of the wives. No, I've met a couple of the wives, and they I think know once that, you get married, you know, you're right. into it a couple of years. All right, then yeah. you drop it. You and, know, they're, and, they're, and think about it, the wives are grateful too because they're, they they're married. Together. They're happy, right? right? They're right. married, so it works out. I just see you like, kind of like shadowing at a date, <laughs> and then it works out. 
and the guy's smiling, and then you just walk slowly past, and right. you just wink at each other. <laughs> and you're in just black and white that. for some reason. <laughs> He's in color. Yes. You're black and white with a nice fedora, white. It's kind of like when the job gets done, like when the mafia, or when someone gets whacked, <laughs> and no one else knows it, and right. the one just dude the nod. walks by, and he just... Just the nod. It's done. It's done. Have you ever had a, a hopeless client? You're just like, nothing I can do here? <sighs> You know, all the clients we work with, they have a chance, right? So obviously that's done by design. We don't work with clients who I know are going to be like impossible to work with. But the ones that I do reject, they, God help them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they're generally nice guys. But if it's going to take me a year to even get you in a position to talk to someone. Right. That's And they don't even know what they're looking for. Th- that's That's beyond my help. Like, you might need to get like... That's professional. Another professional. Yeah, like <laughs> then come back to me, you know, yeah. and feel like you're there. But yeah. how do you know it's going to be a year? So you, you can tell by their emails they send you or the voicemails they leave you or talk on the phone that this is someone that it's going to take a lot of effort for them to just to even approach a woman. Yeah. You can just tell. You yeah, can t- definitely. I guarantee definitely. you can tell in a definitely. minute conversation with somebody if they, if they have the potential. Definitely. You have instinct. Yeah. Well, after, you know, I've probably had close to 500 clients I've worked with up to this point, and I've probably had 800, what we call meet and greets. Okay. You know, where we kind of vet the clientele. So after a while, you kind of pick up on certain things, and then you know exactly what you need to do to get them the results they're looking for. I mean, here's the difference is, is he knows what it takes to get to where they want to go. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, I'm speaking from experience. Right, you know, I already know what what it takes to get there. Right, and they and it's don't. really shitty. <laughs> and they you know, <laughs> you know, and I was by myself when I went through the process. So right, much easier to have a wingman by your side. But if they're not willing to even do their part, then what am I here for? I don't want their money if they're not going to come through. I'm out, you know? bitches. In in between uh, video games and winging, did you study psychology or or anything like that, or this is really all instinct for you? So, so my sister, and I love the turn that she gives. She she calls me a social prodigy, and I feel like that's awesome. But I was never like that. I was never that guy. You know, I had to figure out who I was and how I was able to assimilate in various different environments. But what I did is I forcefully exposed myself to these environments. You know, I constantly went out. Like the first thing I did was I went to 30 bars and 30 consecutive nights by myself. And the routine was very simple. I show up, talk to the bartender, order a drink, and whoever was sitting next to me or whoever I sat next to, I would try to start a conversation. If it didn't work out, great. If it did, awesome. And after a while, like by you know, day 15, night 15, I was either a regular at a bar. <laughs> or, just you know, like that. You know, just like that. Well, if you... If the same bartender sees you for 15 straight nights, he either thinks you have a problem yeah. or you're actually I mean, a cool it guy. You it know? ain't Vegas. You know? <laughs> These are small bars. You get to know everybody yeah. once you're in there. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just getting in the habit of just talking to the bartender. Now the bartender knows you by name. Right. And so when you go there by yourself, you don't feel like you're by yourself because you already magically know that you're going to see Joe. He already knows what you're going to order. and you know, it's, it's amazing to me that you were so, so the opposite of that to the point where you were going to school to, to make video games. Yeah. Like, there's no social butterflies that are creating <laughs> video games. No. There's just not. It, it's true. It, it's a, it, that's a big 180. Well, I didn't, you know, my original goal, so the, the impetus was actually I was cheated on by who could have become my fiance. Like, I was going to propose, like, I just got her parents' blessing. Um, How long were you together? Over two years. But I was also a sophomore in college, so okay. just to kind of put that in You're perspective. Young. Yeah. Um, she, her mom was, initially was against it because she was Jewish and she wanted ideally to 
Okay. Her daughter to marry you know a Jewish guy. Yeah, I fixed that. I was fifteen. I started dating a black chick. My mom <laughs> learned real quick. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do in this bitch. Yeah. And yeah. then you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, her dad, who's Asian, says, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> so wow. yeah. yeah, really? Yeah, right. Hypocrite much? <laughs> well, wait a minute. Was That's he an Asian? Oh, this is his own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Start part two right now. <laughs> is he an Asian Jew? Yeah, did he convert? No. What the fuck's going on over there? That, you know, there's, there's but but he also but he does acknowledge like you know the the the, um, the holidays and he does you know get involved in you know whatever the festivities yeah. are yeah. A part of that you know but he never converted and so he kind of stood up for he stood up he had my back. There's a Benihana's in a lot in Israel. You go see some Asian Jews over there to blow your mind. They talk to you in Hebrew and everything. Are you being serious? Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. They flip the shrimp up. They go, Opa. <laughs> Field trip. Shrimp. We're going over there. Why do they say <laughs> Opa? They became Greek, too. It's just, it just a whole joke. Never mind. Super hybrid. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so a week later, after I got her, her parents' blessing, called me on the phone and said she cheated on me. So I was like, fuck. And, so after like 30 minutes in the shower crying, I came out and I was like, you know what? I, I deserve better for myself, you know? And the idea wasn't to be social, to be completely honest. It wasn't for me to be social. It was for me to be confident in myself and not allow myself to be taken advantage of ever again. And you, you know? have to move on immediately from it. Like yeah. as hard as that is, you have to just dump all that baggage. Don't sit there and try to figure it out and ask it is why. It's tough, it's man. It's fucking hard. I've been it's there. Tough. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So when you clients know? come to me and they're either in the middle of a divorce or a nasty yeah. breakup, I'm your breakup recovery guy. I'll get you out there just as quickly as I get you back dating again because I've been through that process. I might have a client for you. <laughs> I right. got I got a buddy going through. I got a couple buddies going through oh, breakups right now. Friend in quotation marks. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me about your friend. Well, you know I'm not dating anyone right now, so it's not like a metaphor for me. Goddamn it. All right. Whatever. <laughs> So he likes what in his butt now? Oh, you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> um, my buddy, I mean, constantly uh, is like, I'm just trying to figure out why and and how this happened. And it's like, there is no why. Like, she doesn't even know why. It yeah. just has happened. And yeah. the sooner you can realize that it isn't one thing and that it's just the end of a chapter and now you're starting another chapter or another book. You, you can actually enjoy life again, but it's yeah. like you can't dwell on it. You always want to say, "When was the moment? What did I do?" You might not have done anything. Sometimes they just run their part. Yeah, but it's very hard for people to get that through their head. Yeah, that the the song ended. Yep. I went now let's that. go to the next one. Stairway to Heaven's over. Misty Mountain Hop. Start that motherfucker. Well, for for a lot of people, this is their traumatic experience. You know, this yeah. is like. All right, I, I put on Saving Private Ryan uh, in front of my dad, and two minutes in the movie, he walked out because he was in war, and yes. he can't watch that shit, and he can't, he doesn't, and he's moved on from it. He's not going back. Yeah. He's like, I don't have to sit here and fucking watch this shit. Yeah. The hard part is moving on from it, is blocking those memories out. You know, comparing your girlfriend getting rammed to you know guys storming Omaha Beach. <laughs> I don't know uh, if that's the best one of the day, but. It's about it's about moving past it, man, it, and it's hard, but it can be done. We're sensitive men. We have compared relationship and women and breaking up and divorce to Saving Private Ryan and Led Zeppelin Four. We're some <laughs> sensitive it. bastards up in we here, are. baby. We yeah. are. How are we? How are we not getting laid right this second? It's what, a mystery. Do you think there's uh, <laughs> there's something we can be doing to uh, help kids out or children or build confidence from a younger age so oh, eventually yeah, society man. can. Not need you. <laughs> technology is, is that the what, way. Yeah, man. No, 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 no. Not not using technology is uh, the way. Well, going funny, going back to the analog fashion. days is going to be. I mean, think about. It. I mean, most of our parents, for the majority, met their significant other at the bar, yeah. right, or doing something fun. 
Right. They didn't have, some of them didn't even have phones right. or TVs to watch or things like that. Right. Now we have iPads and crazy internet dating sites, mobile, Tinder, right? Yeah, Seriously, but- I can I sit here on Tinder while we're doing this show and I can swipe through women that I'm interested or not interested in and set up something for tonight. Think, think, think about that, right? Yeah. Like, and you're saying that's good or bad. I'm saying that is good for those who don't rely on it. Uh-huh. Right? Use it as a supplement. Don't use it as your only source. And so to answer your question, I would say have them be more engaging in person. You know, not use their phone. Don't give them an iPad at four years old. Because then you're gonna have that four-year-old on a flight and the way is saying, you know, shut down your iPad and you're gonna have crying for the next three hours. Well, and I think <laughs> so like that does happen. I think it's fascinating that here you were about to develop video games, and in a way, they're now part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, in in a sense that people aren't getting out there. They're not yeah. being social, they're not communicating. Because, you know, they're playing the new GTA 5 for five straight hours. I've been that guy, you know, sure. growing up who played EverQuest for 12 hours. Remember when EverQuest first came out? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sun, net, like sun up to sun down. I was playing video games, you know? Yeah. And now I'm still a gamer. I, mean, I still EverQuest play EverQuest you know? so much, I, pick, I kicked my own ass a few times. <laughs> That's how much I played EverQuest. You know? I mean, so we, we get it. And I think it's just a matter of self-control, being able to have that balance of you know, things that you're passionate about, but then also living like an active lifestyle where you actually meet people, right? Yeah. But it's more than just meeting people. It's uh, getting them over that hump, uh, lack of confidence. Like what you said earlier was holding people back is being dumped before or not knowing how to approach someone. Yeah. So teaching skills in terms of uh, taking small risks and getting out of your comfort zone. and Yeah, totally. I mean, I remember, you know, Think, you know, when you're in kindergarten, you remember for me back in the day, you know, my first interaction with the opposite sex was sharing my toy a- airplane, you know, with her, you know, and for that, I got a cra- I got a cookie or something. I forget what I got, but like that was my first interaction with a girl, mm-hmm. you know, and now like, you know, you'll see girls sitting you know, at the bar hanging out, you know, right, enjoying right. Their, like, their bachelorette party all on phones. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm posting on Facebook that we're all here, you know, that they're all there, you know, right. and so it's just like, you know, the more we allow it, the more difficult it's going to be for them to then go out into the real world. I mean, remember when we had our oh shit moment when we left college and we're out in the real world, imagine what they're going to feel like when they go out in the real world and realize it's a lot harder than it really is. Sure. You know? Well, I'm glad you brought up the phone because that's something I've found in the, the, the last decade, decade and a half with texting. Do you find yeah. that? Texting is making it harder on dates now. People hate being on the phone now, which is ironic because when the phone first came out, everyone was on the phone. And you right? talk like humans. Yeah. I'm finding like with texting, we're just writing like Woody Allen one-liners to each other. So, I mean, seriously. That's you're, great. I'm going to tweet that. Tweet it right now. That's all right. But that's really what it is. Yeah. There's times like if there's a girl I actually give a shit about and my boys are around and I get the text, we have like a writing session. We become like a television yeah. show. What do you think of this? Oh, tag it up with this. Yeah. And so you're writing this amazing material to each other, you're not being real. Like, like awkwardness is yeah. a part of a relationship because it's a part of life. You're not yeah. going to hit home runs. It's not always going to be a flowing tennis game. There's going yeah. to be lulls in that. And I think now people panic more in date situations on the few times that we actually are on the phone talking mm-hmm. to each other. If there's a pause or we run out of something to say, oh, this isn't meant to be. No, it, yeah. it, it, everything has ebbs and flows. But because Absolutely. of this texting, sh- texting really is a fucking tennis match, back and forth. It's and awful. It, it looks flu- I, uh, like uh, flawless. I will, I will flawless, say this whatever. though: in in the case, I of don't my, speak English worth a fuck. In the case <laughs> of my wife, uh, uh, she was not living in New York when we first kind of met, and we didn't see each other for 
I think a month and a half face to face. I mean, we exchanged pictures and, yeah. and calls on the phone, but one of the main ways of communication for us was texting. And that was the way we kept in touch. And that yeah. was the way we communicated and told stories and got to learn about each other until we could meet face to face. And yeah. and that's and with her I realized that I never really talked to a woman like I talked to her and I never yeah. listened like I listened to her. Like our, our yeah. first date, we, you know, we sat at a restaurant and and we fucking talked and I listened and it was the first time ever that that happened. Yeah. And that's how I knew it was different with her, you know, because I gave a shit. But also guess and say that you probably texted the way you would talk, talk to her too. like you weren't scheming. No, like, like you no. weren't saying anything like I'd be like, show me like, a tit, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I think that's the thing with texting, day, right? You know, people yeah. think texting is a game, and like they have to wait thirty minutes because it took them thirty minutes to respond, or they need to come up with something clever. Like a text from her, you're just wasting your time. She sent me one text that I swear to you, I knew when I read it that she was the one. She was at the mall, and I texted her and I said, "How's it? How's it going at the mall?" And she wrote me back. It's packed like a faggot's ass in here, <laughs> and I said, "That's it. She's. Uh, I'm. I'm buying her a ring. She's the one." Wow. Done While deal. you're at the mall. Done deal. <laughs> I love it. You well, want did to I bring uh, the room down here a little bit? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thanks for coming your, out. And uh, stuff. No, I was at fucking college campus over here. Everybody, fucking relax. Do you have uh, some tips for people listening that they could? Uh, Take home. I've made out with a guy. Uh, it's all good. Yeah, I can give, I can give a few. Um, I don't want to give away your secrets. No, but like no, very... no secrets, but they're pretty simple stuff. I mean, first one I think is most important is, you know, live a lifestyle that's conducive to meeting people. You know, as you continue to meet people, it just gets easier and easier to interact with them. And so kind of talking about the whole awkwardness. Yeah. It's awkwardness happens because awkwardness will happen naturally. Right. You said it's ebbs and flows, but awkwardness will continue to happen because of a lack of social maturity. Right. Like if you're socially immature, which means you have like a lack of experience being social, yeah. then of course, like, well, you're not you're, allowing you're, yourself to evolve, yeah. and learn from these situations. Exactly. Right. And so, not to throw out a technical term, but there's something that I always tell my clients. You know, it's 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 called progressive desensitization. Right. Like over as you continue to expose yourself into a certain environment, you you eventually get comfortable in it. You it's know, like going up on stage. Yeah. yeah. Like comic. Well, you're working totally. the muscle. The the right. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. Practice, first, practice, yeah. practice. Yeah. First few times you go up, your legs shaking, you're fucking nervous. You're ready to shit your pants. And then it's like breathing after yeah. a while. You don't even realize it. Yeah. Don't even um, and I think, you know, we see it in sports. You know, we see it in stand up. Everyone has a routine even before they take the stage. Right. right? Before they take a free throw. Right. They have a routine before they go in there mm. at bat. Yeah. They have a routine. Dog likes to urinate and defecate in <laughs> the nearest bathroom of whatever location he's at. And then pace back and forth and tell you he sucks. Yeah, you make it sound like this is a routine. <laughs> People have to pee and poop, and you, you go to the nearest every... bathroom. What am I going to go to the farthest bathroom? <laughs> We're playing in Philly. You Do you could... want me to go to Harrisburg to piss I before you. I go on? You, you couldn't jerk pick off. a better name than Mad Dog because you are an animal. I've never. The second he gets to somewhere, he has to urinate there. It's like he has to mark his territory. I got the diabetes. What do you want from me? I'm pee I got to pee. A I got to pee right now. I've been holding it for twenty five fucking minutes. <laughs> But you don't hey. think we're wrapping this up in five minutes so I can go piss again. You're fucking crazy, baby. Well, routines are great. And I feel like, you know, even before you step out of the house, have a game, have a game, a pregame routine, you know? Hold on real, real quick. Routine. <laughs> routine. It's a disease, routine. sir. I have a fucking yeah. disease. Please. I'm, I'm going to be dead in 10 years. Disease. You're doing wind sprints. I mean, come on. Get, get over it. I'm calisthenics. I say good day, sir. Routine. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. The glue. God bless you. Benji, the glue, Suswine. Piece it, Piece it together. Go. All right, got it right. Love it. So you'll so get yourself building. in a good, good, good mindset before you even leave. Because if you're in a shitty mood, like mood, 
Who the fuck's going to talk to you? Right. Who's going to want to talk to you? Right. You know? What about meditation? Should they meditate? I meditate before gigs. It's very important yeah. to me. Could be good. Could control your breathing. You know, reduce anxiety before you, you go out there. I think for some people it works. Let me ask you this now, and we're gonna we are gonna start wrapping this it up. It sucks that I started meditating and I can't bust your balls about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's that was a routine I would do, and you'd be like, yeah. "Really? You gotta go fucking meditate?" Yeah, man. Yeah. It took me to another level. I'd be like, man. "Don't hurt your vagina when you meditate, mad dog." You know, just idiotic it, stuff. Then I tried right. it, loved it. And now your vagina's never hurt. So <laughs> there you go. It's never been better. Shaved clean. <laughs> um, how are you with the ladies? Is this like a? Th- I'm wondering if this is like how therapists. Don't need tell to me see you're therapist divorced. once a week. Do you need <laughs> right. a professional wingman for yourself? Do you need to go talk to someone? Well, I figured I needed to be a product of my own service, right? Like, if you're, if you're looking for a personal trainer, do you want the guy who looks like a fucking beast? Or you like the guy who's, like, eating McDonald's? And oh, I want a sack of shit. <laughs> yeah. you know? I like to feel better than the guy training <laughs> yeah. me right from the jump. <laughs> I'm going to pay um, a guy. I want to know his m- half that money's going to fast food. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I've, 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 I've had my fun. I've had my fun. Um, right now, I'm, I'm, cur- I'm currently engaged. Congrats, uh, my dad. Yeah, thank you. Congrats. Thank you. She Who was is... your wingman for this uh, meeting? So Life I, was his so, wingman. You're going to love this. So <laughs> this might completely take away all validation of what I do. <laughs> I actually. love it. There we go. <laughs> so two things. She actually approached me. Nice. And she did it on Twitter. Nice. Wow. All right. No. So Mr. Texting and social media is <laughs> exactly. awful. Uh, met his future <laughs> wife on Twitter who approached him. But it's like anything else. Yeah. There is no right or wrong. The, I sealed the deal in person. Right. I'll, I'll take credit to that. Right. I fucking took care of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> he did Mariana Rivera. Right. Close that fucking game out. Yeah. And she's cool with what you do. She loves that this is what you're doing with your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like I don't know how. I mean, she's the most secure person I've ever met in my life. I've had trouble dating because of what I do. Right. But she's supportive and she loves what I do and she finds that I love it. I mean, what more is that? Yeah, so when you started doing this, and now you're dating someone, and they ask you what you do, and you tell them that, do you think that uh, ruined a lot of things before they ever got started? Because they yeah. couldn't get out of their head? Absolutely. They think you're some kind they, of pimp? They thought that I, they were on doing it. I was, like, testing them. They thought that I was dating multiple women, which... Was true, but not like, but but not, but All not of it in that, was true. But not, not job, in that sense. Though. It's not, it's, it's not in that sense. When, when you're a single guy, I mean, you gotta, you know, look at assess your options. But it was, I mean, I had one situation where I was on a date, and literally on the date, I told her what I did, and she goes, "Wait, that means you can pick up any girl that's in this room." And I go, "What am I gonna say? No? Like, <laughs> I'm like what do you want to hear right there?" Yeah, I'm like, you know, probably. Right. And she literally wanted me Challenge to pick you? up wow. a girl and bring her on our date. I was Dude, like, that's amazing. I was like, am I being like, wow, is that this, is, this, a threesome? Is this, yeah. a, is this a proposition? Right. It just got really, it got really weird. Can, can I, uh, she's a keeper. Can I buy the rights <laughs> to your life story right now? Yeah, can you give Can her? we make a movie of your life? <laughs> give her number to Benji over here, yeah. please. <laughs> All right. He's in love. Yeah. Holy shit. But it, it, it got really weird. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to work on the business and just like let life happen. They'll and tweet at me if they're interested. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm getting <laughs> right. tweets from It'll my It'll land wife, in my lap. Which is crazy. Wow. How'd she hear? How'd she know you? Um, she just so ironically, she's also uh, a dating coach. She does online. Ah, she does online dating. Magic right. made in heaven over here. Online oh, yeah. dating. You're like Mad Dog. You're dating other comics. Right. You yeah. shit yeah. where you eat, man. Which, which for me was also a no no. Like sure. I didn't want to date anyone in the industry because it can get really incestuous, just like any other oh. you know social industry. <sighs> 
How is, is it tough though sometimes? Because like there's no like the thing with me and my wife is we have two completely different days to discuss yeah. at the end of the day. Totally. And that and that's interesting. That's yeah. uh, it, it keeps it some going. Nights, some, some days she comes home and I'm not home because she's right. ending her day. I'm starting mine. Right. And so we really have to we communicate really well in terms of finding time for us to actually enjoy. And then we do get together. We set time to talk about business, and then we set time for for us, you know. And it's tough, but that's why I, I could never date a female comic because I'm like, you know, what are we gonna exchange, you know, uh, stories Jokes, about right. working, you know, when they drop the check, and they're like, <laughs> I want to do that with a chick. Well, I, it, it, it's I, the I worst, know. like when you get done and you had sex, yeah, and then it's like. Well, I went to three mics yesterday, and I got this great new bit about my uncle. Or I you don't just, give a shit about you just, it. You finish having sex, you roll over, and then you hear, tell me what you think of this bit. Right. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, I told you when we played uh, Vegas like a month ago, yeah. I ended up hooking up with a girl who was a, like, a comedy critic. She's like, Ooh. all she does is write about comedy. And, uh, Did she give you notes when you were done? Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was weird. The minute we're done, <laughs> we're just burned out. We've the been traveling. I've been working every day. Yeah. And the minute close. I get off the stage, everyone's like, good job, good job. And I'm like, three days off. Three days. It's all I could say. So now I'm, I'm at this girl's place, and she won't shut up about comedy. And I'm laying in bed. I just want to now pass out for a couple hours. I had a fantasy football draft in a, like at noon. Yeah, priorities. Yeah, yeah, totally. And she's like... What do you think of Jim Norton? I'm not thinking about him. I got three <laughs> days off. That's why I'm in your bed. I don't want to know anything about comedy. I couldn't give two shits. I don't want to hear about anything right now. And I yeah. found it very annoying. I took a cab in Vegas. It's like 50 bucks. Yeah. I didn't even know where the fuck I was. It was my old hometown. I'm like, I got to get away from this shit. I mean, I, as someone who loves you know, what they do as much as anyone else, I love talking about what I do. It does get tiring sometimes. Sometimes you do want to shut it down. You want to yeah. shut it down, you know? man. It's understandable. You get home. Like, a lot of chefs don't cook at home, right? Yeah, right? Chefs go and get takeout or eat fast food because they're sick of all that shit. They eat other people's shit because they want to actually have well, someone enjoy, you know, they want to enjoy someone else's food that's not their and own. And in defense of you in your past dating and dating multiple women at the same time, you know, when you see a chef, they're all fat usually because they all taste their food. That's what you know yes. there's a good chef, though. That's damn right you do. And, yeah. and you know, that's your kitchen. You, yeah. you got to taste everything in there. Totally. Hey, you. if I'm gonna be if I'm not gonna be single anymore, she's gonna be hot, right? And awesome and brilliant, right? And the you total know, the best. Yeah, yeah. I hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, because we're gonna wrap it up now. Yeah. Um, tell us about the industry. Are since you, I guess you were like the first. I feel like you were the first person. First, I've Brandon, heard of Brandon, this. Brandon, Brandon, like the wingman. Ramones of wingmen. There yes. was no punk before the Ramones. This is true. And so, are there other wingmen now professionally? I would say that they. There probably is. Um, there are definitely other people who are trying to label or brand themselves as they can't a wingman. Fuck with you. They can't but, fuck with what you do. I mean, they're they're pretty behind Look the game. At this. Yeah. <laughs> how you gonna how you gonna compete with this? You can't. And the dating industry. It's um, engaged from Twitter. <laughs> He's telling all you to stay the fuck away. You, all of a sudden, you, know, you just became Little Wayne. I love it. <laughs> Got engaged in Twitter. <laughs> Got his girl now. now um, it was the worst Little Wayne, but I don't give a shit. I couldn't care less. I couldn't give. Two rats asses. <laughs> um, do you end up? Is there like, like this dating industry? Is there like conventions? Do you like? <laughs> do you bump into dating coaches and all yeah. that? And you all talk shop every once in a while? You know, th just uh, this past year, we uh, there was a matchmakers conference that I was invited to speak to. And it was on a cruise. 
Wow. And so yeah, they, I mean, we do. Does everybody fuck the minute you get at a matchmakers <laughs> conference. I mean, I imagine it's just two lines walking towards right. each other. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> it's it's really it's really interesting, you know. But it's cool to meet other people who are doing different things. You know, obviously there are matchmakers, some dating coaches, people who are working on online dating sites, and it's interesting to see where the you know the industry is moving towards. You know, Steve Ward. I do not know Steve Ward, but we do communicate every once in a while he's a good on friend Twitter. Of mine, but... Steve Ward, he's a, he's a matchmaker guy. He's got a yeah. show on VH1. He, yeah. he gave up he's... on me many years. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. he's you know he's one of the few dudes that I do give ultimate props to. Like he tells it like it he is. He really does, and he gets motherfucking results. Yeah, like, that's all I care about. And he's good. And he's true about his life too. And like, he does it with his mom. You know, which is cool. And his mom. Yeah. And, and, his, and his sister. <laughs> and his sister. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Plus, yeah. like we went to we both went to Drexel, so you know. Yeah, Shout he's a good to, dude, know, man. Pasta the dragons, Philadelphia, right? Yeah, see, we know my shit, baby. <laughs> um, I know I'm dating sh- coaches. You know the, you know the school. <laughs> I know schools of Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. I hooked up with a few Villanova girls. Out of their what? fucking minds. Vanilla no fun is what we, oh, what we called it. <laughs> we're there Thursday, baby. I'm going to gyms. We're gonna fucking do that gig, and who knows what's gonna happen. No, I love Vanilla. I was, I was, I was, I was the party guy. I was like that black. I was that black guy on on campus. You know, I was like running, <laughs> nice. just like running shit, but. Nice. Someone's got to run shit. Why not someone, you, goddamn it? Someone has to, man. Thomas, this was just a treat. Um, Thanks for having me, man. Um, anytime. I think, anytime. We have, I think we have men crushes on you. Guy, what do they call that? Guy crush? Man crush? I, man think, crush. I think we all love you and wish we were you. Hey, we're all family here now, you, right? We are family. Let's all become blood brothers like they used to in the 80s. Let's just cut our thumbs and mash it together and not catch AIDS. Let's cut do me, it. Carnal. Maybe Eskimo <laughs> brothers. Blood in, blood out, Carnalito. Um... Please give out whatever plugs and information you want to the people. Oh, nice. So if you want to find me, you can go to the website, theprofessionalwingman.com. Or if you want to hit me up on Twitter, say what's up. I'm at your wingman. So it's the letters U and R and then wingman. And that's really it. I don't really have any other plugs. Just come find me. Want me to work together? Let's do it. This guy's a national treasure. <laughs> Bench. Best of BS on Twitter. The best of BS. Well, I got to get that right. And uh, Stand Up New York Labs. Check it out. Google it. YouTube channel. We got shows every night of the week. We're creating awesome podcasts. Great. Amazing stuff. Please check it out. Yeah. Um, th- name some of the other shows on our network, man. Th- we have Race great Wars uh, with uh, Kurt Metzger, Sherrod Small. We have Charlie Murphy doing a podcast great. here. Yeah. Mark Norman, Joe List have uh, Tuesdays with Love stories. Love all those guys. I feel bad starting to name because I'm going to leave people out. But check Mike it out. Mike Cannon's They're got really, the Mike conspiracy Cannon theory one. And, uh, We're going to bring him in. Hole. We're going to bring him in. There's some really good stuff you guys we are doing have here. Great. Uh, it's all free. Check it out. Stand up New York awesome. Labs. Happy to be a part of it. It's great. Surely. Uh, you, uh, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, uh, Jay Thomas Show, Dr. Harry Fish Show, uh, Howard Stern Show, and Howard 100 News. And uh, cleanboxentertainment.com yes. is a site you can go to to buy tickets for a tour that I'm doing with Mad Dog One at mic. the moment. One Mic Comedy Tour. Which, oddly enough, the last place we played set up two mics on stage for the one mic. Yeah, it kind of defeats its purpose. Well, you know, we're learning. Um, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, go check it out. We're coming, you know, to a town near you. We're going all over the place. Come out, support. Uh, and and thanks, man. That's it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Yeah, I appreciate that. Good good time. That's it. Hey, my people, um, hit me up, man, with questions on Facebook, man. You can find me on Mad, uh, Mad Dog Mattern, Twitter, at Mad Dog Mattern. Ask, ask questions or make suggestions. If you know people would be good on this show, get it out there. We're trying to find interesting people who are who they are and do what they do, man, and are content with it and are living life to the fullest, hence a lust for life. So get back with us, man. Have a dialogue with us. This, is the, this show's for you guys as much as it is for us. And uh, spread it out. I want to give love to my boy Timothy Styles, TJ, with the theme music, my cousin Nick Mattern, 
fucking uh, came up with the great artwork. Mad love to, to the super tramp, AJ in the booth, Johnny, uh, executive producer, uh, the two new cats got, who look like they're falling asleep, but we love you. Welcome to the fucking party. Um, we just go keep this shit interesting. I always get real fired up at the end of the goddamn show. Yeah, we because should do the show backwards. We should do the goddamn. <laughs> Did I sound like I was a morphine in the beginning? Welcome to Lost for Life. Uh, you gotta open with your closer, man. God damn it. Start the whole fucking thing over again. I will not be. Be- and first of all, I'll piss where the fuck I want on the road. Apparently. I have a bathroom in my fucking hotel never, room. What am I going to do? Piss never, in the sink? I'm pissing in the bathroom. That's never what fuck I'm doing. You before. We, had a fan, we had a buddy, not a fan, buddy of the work with us on a tour. He comes into my hotel room, Mad Dog. We were sharing a room, I think. Yes. Walks in, takes a giant stinking shit in all my picks. bathroom, and then walks out. That's the kind of that's the kind of respect I get on the road at Shalom Shuli on Twitter, by the way. There you go. That's the respect you can give him in the rest of life. Um Okay, this is it. We'll see you next week. We're going to keep it interesting. God bless America. God bless South America. I don't want to leave them the fuck out. And if you have a little girl, use vagina from now on <laughs> as a word. Don't say pussy. God, I was just creeped out. You saying you have little girl and vagina in the same sentence. Right. Just, no. ugh, my wrong. Meanwhile, visually, I look like an amber alert. <laughs> <laughs> Walking amber. We'll see you next week. And remember, my people, we are all worth a million in prizes. Don't forget it. <laughs>